another world, another time, in the age of wonder. You are listening to Trial by Stone. Trial by Stone! Dea, Tea, Dara, Tea. Your vital essence, the Dark Crystal. Kida, Kida. Come, come, see for yourself. Aru, Garu. How very interesting. Dea, Tea. I feel the song of Thra in my heart. Now go, you heroes of Thra. Hello and welcome to Trial by Stone, the Dark Crystal podcast. I'm your host, Phil, and I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in um, to this um, very special episode of Trial by Stone. Um, And for this episode, we are going to do an audio commentary. Um, We are now going to do uh, with episode two of the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Um, The episode is called Nothing is Simple Anymore. Um, so, I mean, if you're new to the podcast, um, first of all, welcome. Um, secondly, um, for those, you know, if you wanted to listen any of our, um, previous audio commentaries, uh, we have done episode one and, uh, episode seven, and now we're going back to two. So, um, if you want to, uh, listen to our previous audio commentaries, the best place to do it would be at darkcrystalpodcast.com. And um, actually now, if you put your mouse, I think, over the podcast section on the top menu bar, um, there should be a a link to the audio commentaries, um, just so you can have um, just easy access to, um, you know, to find uh, those uh, audio commentaries where where they will live. So um, definitely check them out. So for this uh, audio commentary, it's just Sydney and I. Um, and before we actually uh, begin, just I thought I'd you know break down sort of the rules uh, of um, with this audio commentary. So um, just oh, I mean not rules, but to set things up. So obviously, if you go on Netflix and go to you know Dark Crystal of Age of Resistance, uh, press play or you know go to episode two because of course you want to listen to the right episode um, so it all syncs up. So go to episode two, then press play and then, you know, once it plays, you pause it and then rewind it back to, you know, to the start, zero, zero. And um, and pretty much, you know, once I say, you know, not, not, not this part, but, you know, when I say three, two, one, play, obviously on play, here to play. So um, I think that's um, all we've got. So let's go for it. Three, two, one, play. Got the Netflix logo there. I love this start um, of this, you know, this little podling, sort of a day in the life sort of trope. Um, yeah. You know, you see that a lot, you know, like, you know, person waking up, they're brushing their teeth, they're doing their hair. But, you know, with puppets, you get, you know, this is a very good pass, you know. <laughs> the first time you saw this, um, like August 31st, <laughs> we watched yeah. this for the first time. Did you think that this was Hup for a second? Yeah, I actually did. I It was sort of like I had no idea whether this was Hup or, yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely thought it was Hup. I um, did too. But this I was, This was like the first introduction of Hup. 
I love it. The flick of the hair. <laughs> Kiss in the mirror. And I was already like, I love this guy. He's amazing. Um, I have to say, I love how this moment right here where he's turning the corner and the door's open and there it is, the Ori. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Um, it really mirrors it, it's so reminiscent of that reveal in the movie oh definitely it, it's actually less darker as well yeah <laughs> so yeah, you can actually you can actually see, see yeah exactly yeah yeah so no which is really cool like i yeah. and you don't realize it so you want to like stop and rewind it the first time you saw it because you're like oh i didn't realize we were in augur's house wait i want to see that there's more yeah. of augur's house we haven't seen before yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah and I was like curious about like where that podling if he actually just lives like nearby or like or if he actually has to like trek up you know the 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 high hills you know just to get to the to her observatory because it it really seems like he just has like a little loft that he like sublets from Agra in her, <laughs> in her oh her oh, I just realized what if he's actually living in um like there used to be like Ronip's like room or like Ronip's little oh. place. I, I didn't that. think about that. That would be awesome. Let's make it canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So might you, as oh, well at this you, point. Oh, so Olga's up, up and about. Written by J.M. Lee. Woo. Yes. Yeah. Directed by Louis. Woo. Yeah, Louis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she says, "Goodness, you are so old, right there." That was, I think, it was Ethan Erska said. Um, well, it's canon. His name is Goodness. Oh, yes, yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Your grandfather? Because <laughs> we, yeah. we never hear his name, but she refers to him. Goodness! Goodness. Like, okay, he's Goodness the Podling, I guess. Yeah, goodness. he'd be um, Goodness the um, the third, I'm guessing. Like, you know, yeah. if yeah. he's probably the third generational, you know. Yeah, because Grandpa Goodness was who she thought he was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing that was actually interesting that, you know, for a while, like, you know, when the show came out, we were trying to figure out, like, how many years Olga's been asleep for. And it was so it was so weird, actually, that we actually found that information from the making of the Dark Crystal um, Age of Resistance book that came out a couple of months later. Um, yeah. There was revealed, I think, 300 years that she uh, yeah. slept for. Um, and I'm always curious about, like, if... Like, I definitely feel like, you know, in season two, whether she would... um. There would be something more to her, you know, venturing amongst the stars. Um, yeah, kind of showing us what she saw in that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So something I always thought, you know, it, had they done another season, um, you know, that might have been like an arc, you know, just a storyline. Because I always imagined, because originally I really thought that Olga was going to be a very small role in the show. I didn't think, it. I, don't, I didn't imagine that her role was actually going to be as big as what it was um i thought she was going to be like pretty much like the gandalf of you know the hobbit you know if you, were, you know, with the hobbit books he just appears every now and then you know he's there at the start but he goes away and comes back and goes back and forth sort of thing um and that's what i thought that olga was going to be well because she doesn't have the original voice so you thought you know that well there's no way that whoever does Agra's voice, because of course we didn't know at the time who was going to be Agra's voice. You know, a lot of us hypothesized that it was going to be Helena Bonham Carter because we knew she was going to be in it, but we didn't know who yes. she was going to voice. Yes. Um, none of us were ready for what Donna Kimball was going to serve up to us. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, Donna Kimball. Yeah, 
amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah. I do remember when we met up, um, when we went to Henson company back in April, 2019, myself and Jamie, and we did try and get her to, you know, can you, can you give us a little, you know, a voice of Olga, but, uh, no, nah, she couldn't, you know, she, she kept true to well, her NDA. <laughs> well, she did it for, for our podcast though. <laughs> in oh, yeah, my yeah. interview with her, she did do it. Oh yeah. After um, when the show came out. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, yes. we got a little bit of freedom at that point. <laughs> oh yeah. She totally, got yeah. a little freedom rather. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I, the, I know. One of the shining uh, silver linings of a show getting canceled is then the, the cast gets to like talk about it a little more. After. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 It was so interesting actually in this scene, you know, we're seeing physically, did you, I mean, did you actually thought about like whether, um, that'd actually be a journey with, um, with Deet and the fizz gig heading up to hurrah? I mean, I knew she was going to have to meet up with Hup and the other characters at some point, but, um, yeah, I did consider for a minute. They're like, oh yeah, she gets a little fizz gig sidekick. And then this guy popped up and I was like, is she going to have like a little squad of fizz gigs? Cause that'd yeah. be cool. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know, that, that would have been pretty awesome if she had like a little horde of <laughs> like a little fizz gig entourage, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, like this with Star Trek with the tribbles, though. you know, with Kirk surrounded yeah. by those tribbles. Yeah. yeah. Just surrounded <laughs> by the fizz gigs. Yeah. yeah. She's like, right. She's like crowd surfing on a sea of them. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. As they're like rolling underneath her. Yeah. yeah I did kind of like this dynamic between the two fizz gigs though. We, we got a little bit like a little insight as to what their, um, how they behave with each other in the wild. Like they had sort of a, Oh no, my mom's calling me. I got to take the trash out. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Bye. I know. I was wondering what they were arguing, arguing about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's the, just a beautiful shot of deep just sleeping just yeah meanwhile at the castle of the crystal disaster disaster, disaster. <laughs> this poor guy just absolutely pooping his pants <laughs> oh yeah just freaking out because <laughs> i can't imagine like of honestly i think the gourmand is kind of the scariest one like i don't think he gets enough credit for being because he's gross because he's so gross like of all the skexies if i had to pick one that i want in my face the absolute least like do not want that one near me yeah it definitely don't want to met one. yeah like, near the gourmand the other yeah, ones yeah. like you could you could have a good time with in some capacity but the gourmand is like you know he's probably stinky yeah <laughs> you know he's so aggressive <laughs> like you're not sure if he's gonna eat you like he has no qualms about eating anything so yeah, he's just that poor little guy. That guy got just got right in his face, and he's. <laughs> Although Harvey did a, a awesome job with his voice, I gotta say. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The emperor. This little play for, um, the Chamberlain securing his spot next to the emperor, like this is my spot right here, and we're seeing that that dynamic between the lesser Skeksis, the ones who are beneath the emperor, like the whole time, even though they're loyal to him, they're, they're not really loyal to him. They're really out for who's going to be next in line from the very beginning. They're all self-serving. I love how this illustrates uh, the Chamberlain's role. Because it's as much as he's a crucial character from the movie, we don't really understand what his 
what his job is in their dynamic just from watching the movie. Like we, we get an idea of it from reading all the supplementary material and everything, but if you're just watching the movie, it's kind of unclear what he does. He's just kind of annoying everybody. But this episode really showcases, this whole scene really showcases how like his job is to be the guy who controls how society and the Gelfling like understand the relationship between the Skeksis, like maintaining the status quo and manip he's like the politician. He's the the game show host politician, basically. Yep, always you know, waiting to make his move. <laughs> yep. Planting the seeds and the lies be you know, growing into truth. Amazing. Because you know that there are people in power in real life who who do that. And and um, you know, with social media and the way that we interact now like that's even more of a, a risk that we have in society and so this is just really really terrifying to see it from behind the curtain definitely yeah yeah and, and like yeah like you know when he's saying you know plants stories in ground watch grow into truth and yes yeah, it's, it's sort of like you know thras you know sort of his his sort of take on fake news exactly mm, yeah <laughs> these poor guys i mean little position i know the sheer terror in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're literally playing for their lives. Yeah. I, I love the, um, I actually love, I always think about the blooper that um, featured um, the, this little scene here. <laughs> always yeah, funny. Really yeah, funny, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, <sighs> Gurdjian is oh, just yes. adorable. He's so snuggly. He's he's a warrior and he's tough, but like he's squishy. But this guy though, Tolan, Tolan can suck it. He's yeah. the worst. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell from his from his jerk face, like he's, <laughs> you know, like this guy, he's a snitch. He's he doesn't know what's going on. You can just tell. Like look at his butt chin. Oh yeah right there <laughs> no they, they they really did a great job with the golfing designs like made yeah. each one of them like unique sort of on their yeah. own sort of thing whereas you know yeah in the original film you had all the two golflings and you think yeah you know it'd be sort of hard to sort of to replicate that and you know have the facial appearances be different i mean um so yeah so they don't all look like a bunch of jens and kiras so no, they, they I do, do remember really yeah. some people were complaining about how like, oh, they could see that some of the background Gelfling were made from the same molds. And I'm like, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah no, it's like, you, well, when you, when you, when you have you a, a budget, Gelfling? yeah, no, yeah. When you have a budget and you know, they, they can only make so many, um, yeah, like, yeah, that can but be. But they're still yeah. like, they did a really good job, even that considered, like which background Gelfling to use for and I mean, come on, you look into a sea of humans and a lot of them start to look alike too when you're not paying attention, if they're just the background characters in your story, right? Like, yeah. it's or you, understandable. Yeah, or you, yeah, or you just, yeah, or it's like, you know, there being some films where they're just like, you know, here here's 10 people and then we just, you know, copy and paste, you know, have more of them in, in post so it looks like there's yeah. more people in the background sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so, Literally no, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too fussed about that. That does not. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, not with Dark Crystal. So, no. Dreamfast number two. Yeah. The fact that, like, there's tears in both of their eyes and that Gurdjian's immediate reaction is to 
Well, first of all, the fact that Gurdjian does not hesitate at all when Rianne is like, let's dream fast. And Gurdjian is like, absolutely, I trust you. Even though they're talking smack and I don't know what's going on, I still trust you. And immediately puts his hands out, no hesitation. And then immediately reacts with poor Mira, she loved you. Like you can, you get just from those couple of lines that the three of them had a really important friendship yeah, with and, Mira, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I love that it like with that, with this dream fast that it was just audio, you know, there was no visuals because it's like, well, we don't need to see the visuals because it's like, well, we know, we know if you've watched episode one, you know, it was only one episode when everything went down, so you know, you just had the audio, I think worked really well, and of course, I did love the um the little nod um when they you know when uh Rin, I think Rin says um together then yes the little nod to the original film. Yeah. Now we're back we in the forest. Yeah, Deet. Our our uh, Spidey boy. Yes. A spitter. Ew. Or threader. Aratham. Yeah. Drool. Aratham drool. Yeah. <laughs> the puppetry on the Aratham. That's just. Um. I mean, look at look at it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> what, real. what can you even say about that? Like, y you almost like if you're not thinking about it it's one of those ones where you forget that you're watching puppetry and then you go wait a minute how much of that is puppet that surely that's cg right or that's like a little remote controlled thing like nobody's no. operating that with their hand yes they yeah. are <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's seamless the the blend between where it's cg and where it's puppetry i just i will sing this song on my dying bed <laughs> that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that the uh they used cg only to enhance you know yeah. where they absolutely well, necessary, had to yeah. and they did such yeah. a good job making it seamless yeah absolutely yeah and i, I loved uh, I lo puppet. and also like with, with the scene for example you're seeing a lot of feet moving like with dean and then well now with hop um yeah. i know I, I remember there was like one of the things that louis actually wrote in the art um i think when he was interviewed i think for empire magazine is like you know one of the things that I don't know to watch out for in a show or something like that. It was it was like you know you're gonna see you know a lot of you know feet moving sort of thing. Yep. Um, yep. Because yeah, usually you know you know you hide the feet because you know it's the puppeteers underneath. But yeah. you know with some shots you know to to actually see their feet you know just so they seem you know that they're not it, puppets it at all. Like yeah, creates that <laughs> illusion of these yes, are not the illusion, puppets. Yes. These are actual living walking things. Oh, I love the, uh, yeah. the just Hup's willingness. Like he has no idea who D is. He doesn't know her, and he's just like, "Yeah, throw me at the spider." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Do it again. Again, again. <laughs> Podling just tastes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, smacks it. <laughs> he falls immediately. Yeah, bam. In love with this character. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually, it's funny, I recently um, sat down with my brother and watched this episode um, because forever ago I made him watch the first episode. Uh, and yes, he was yeah. like, yeah, I could see wanting to keep watching it, but, you know, him being a super busy guy or whatever, and he's just like, I want to watch it with you. He didn't want to watch it by himself um, and yeah. uh, because it was like my thing. So yeah. the last time I was with my brother, um, I put on episode two, Nice. And yeah. <laughs> immediately before it even got to this point, I think we were right here actually. And my brother goes, well, here's my favorite character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And I was like, yeah. I oh, know, yeah. Hup's Hup the best. Is, you yeah. cannot deny Hup's charm. Like, no. it is impossible. And I think, uh, Andrew, I think my fiance said the same thing the first, when we very first watched the show together, um, way back in August of 2019. He was like, oh, I love this guy. He's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Became a lot of people's favorite characters. Yeah. There needs to be more, I mean, there needs to be more Dark Crystal merch in general, but um, one of those things needs to be, like, there should be little Hup hand puppets. Oh, yeah. That'd be amazing. The, I want I want just, a Hup spoon as well. I have a Hup spoon. Oh, do you? It's, it's not licensed Ooh. or anything. But no, I, no. <laughs> I, my friend gave me a wooden spoon that she specifically, like, crafted yeah. to look like Modeled Hup spoon. Modeled it, yeah. And, nice. Yeah, so I'm... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I have a hub spoon. I'm very proud of. <laughs> I know, and it's such a thing. It's like it's it, it's really up to the fans to do the merchandise eh? <laughs> for themselves. It's a good thing uh, so yeah. many of us are creative weirdos. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, we'd be totally screwed. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. We laugh, but we cry inside. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I still would love to know, like, um, having the script or like having the subtitles of what Hub is saying. Just a couple. There's always a couple lines. I'm just like, I have no idea what he's saying, but you know, I'm just like, oh, you know, whatever. You know, this is up. You know. It would be awesome to have a commentary from from Joe Lee on mm. this episode. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, yet another thing that would be great content on a Blu-ray release. No, no, just yeah, saying. yeah. Um, but I I feel like because he put in so much effort and did such a great job crafting that podling language. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I know, know yeah, he has a saying words. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, like there is like, he has a, he had a, like, um, I think, yeah, he created the language, you know, with the, you know, sent Victor, like, you know, like the hub podling dictionary or, you know, just a big long document, um, of everything. So yeah, I'd love to see that actually. Like that would be, that would be pretty neat. The next time we chat with Victor, we'll have to ask him to sort of translate those moments in between where Hup is um, muttering random podling nonsense. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. So now we have the Here's the library librarian oh. friend who has a mysterious past that I think would make a great little side story. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah, yeah. I know, like even even if it was just like like a little comic, you know. Just between the librarian and Kadirian, you know. Amazing. Um, oh, I, yeah. I said it from the beginning. I want to see his adventures. Too yeah. much more. Too right much there. more. Yeah. What happened? I need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us, <laughs> spill the tea, librarian. Because, like, there's, a, you know, a lot of theories out there that, like, he and Kadia were, like, they're exes. They're, like, bitter ex-lovers. Or, like, they were partners in some way. They they were best friends. Like, something. There's something happened between them to cause this spicy attitude that we're about to see. Yeah. Well, actually, also, I have to ask Joe. Dream house. I have to ask Joe because, I mean, like, we well, wrote the episode. I'd be curious if you wrote that yeah. scene. But, um, yeah. What did he have yeah, in mind? Yeah. What he had in mind? This is uh this is my dream house by the way. The Seafin tent is just just spectacular. I could live there forever and be perfectly content hanging out in that in that little tent. It's beautiful. The little twinkly lights and the the beautiful like the blue fabric and the the candles and, oh, and Yeah. You know that you're so like, the you can tent hear the and TP sounds. vibes as well. Yeah. 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 It's beautiful. It's very reminiscent of like 
uh, Romani caravans, um, but also a little bit sort of Peter Pan. Like it, it kind of makes you think of like Neverland, um, like the Lost Boys hut and stuff. Like as we see it in in like Hook or um, you know, is it like that type of pirate? Not and what we as humans think of when we think of our real life pirates, but like the fantasy otherworldly version of pirates and seafarers and travelers and just ugh, so beautiful. The layered fabric, the like flowing, you know, curtains and the way that everything's held up and the shapes. There's so many good shapes. Yeah, there is. Eddie Izzard. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, yeah. He did great. I love Monica um, is Monica, my favorite, yes. Though. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I was really, again, you know, with this show, I was really surprised of how much they incorporated from the books um, into the show. Yeah, like like with Annika and, and even um, the dream space as well. So it's like, ooh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Annika pretty, yeah. is um, one of my, if not my favorite um, character from the books. And I love her relationship with Tavra and the dynamic that they have. And... Um, the backstory that Annika has, uh, you know, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't read the books or anything, semi-spoiler, but um, Annika has, she does not have wings. She lost her wings. And um, she has this sort of tragic backstory of of um, going through that healing process of, of losing her wings and discovering her um far dreaming abilities and how gifted she is at, as a far dreamer and what that means to her culture and she's just such a good character i'm so happy that she was um made into a real puppet on the show like even though we didn't get the full scope of her character it's not about her so like i understand but just and, and, and you know awesome she could be her. she could be a character you know that could be in a part of the you know the, the following season um you know incorporate more of her well i mean you know whether she takes, I mean, she come more or less takes over Kadir's role. So, um, you know, there could be more to her, you know, and they made more of them. Yeah. Eddie Izzard did a great job with this role, by the oh, way. I did, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Hello. I, I just, he's hilarious. I regularly say hello all the time. <laughs> hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Who are you? Hello. And I usually I'd be thinking, you know, the first thing, you know, hello is, you know, Obi Wan Kenobi, like hello there, but nah, it's it's all it's General all Kadir, you know, General Kadir. <laughs> hello. He does kind of look like a goat. Yeah. His his like the structure oh, yeah. of his face is very goat like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that was deliberate or if it's just I spent too much. Oh time yeah, and he actually goats. he does have a beard because remember like there wasn't the many um other characters. Oh no no! See, it's all not the librarian. Facial would... hair is not yeah, very yeah. common among no, in no. general. The librarian do. None of them have eyebrows. Yeah, a librarian has some. You know, it appears, but it's not like super common. You don't see a lot of facial hair, and when you do, it's in very specified, like localized spots. It's not like all over. You don't see any like shaggy wild men facial hair, and not an eyebrow to be seen. <laughs> Brow bones on fleek. Excellent brow bones, but no actual brow hairs. Ugh. You can see, like, the shades of the... Like, those of us who've, who've read the book, you can 
sort of see the shades of the relationship between Annika and Tavra in the way that she interacts with Brea. It's like you get the sense that she's already sympathetic toward Brea. She already understands that, like, I don't want any harm to come to Brea because she understands that, like, she's Tavra's little sister. Mm, Yeah. Yeah, willing to help, yeah. So she's kind of protecting her in a way. Hello. 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 I just, I, and I actually love that, just the the eye expression of Brea, like uh, that, that shot, you know. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. What have I done? Yeah. Brea's I mean, that, that, that that's the thing. The eyes, you know, from what I understand, like, you know, puppetry, it's like the eyes, they're the things that, you know, really sell, you know, the performance, you know. So. They can make or break the whole, the whole situation. It's really unfair how gross the gourmand is yet he has to have that those beautiful like abalone like opalite looking pieces around his his collar like what business do you have with that pretty thing you gross gross thing give me that yeah. <laughs> Ugh, this dynamic with uh Gurgen and Rianne like they're such bros I love it I really hope that, I mean, not to state the blaringly obvious, but obviously I hope we get a season two in some capacity. But if that happens and, you know, all our prayers are answered, I just want so badly to go to the swamps of Sog. I want to see more Drenchen. Yes. So yeah, badly. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing probably to let, it, let the audience know that, yeah, obviously this podcast is recorded, you know, um, not knowing if a season two is a sure thing or not. So, so if it is, if it has happened, then yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> if you're watching, you know, listening to this from the future. Uh, and if the, yeah. is that's a future where we got a season two miraculously, I know, they pulled you know. a firefly. Or maybe, us, or maybe be... it's like a multi multiverse where there's other timeline that you know. <laughs> wow. Uh, we are powerful. I know. Yeah. Well, or maybe you know the, the equivalent of um, you know, Olga. You know, she's seen many endings. Maybe that was one of the endings that she saw. You know. We can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Were you surprised that uh, when it turned out that Mark Hamill was going to be the scientist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I know we all, yeah, we all thought, yeah, no, he's he's going to be the Chamberlain. Easy. Yeah. Hands down. Thought for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he would have done great as the Chamberlain, but now I'm like, Oh, I'm so no. glad that. Yeah, I think uh, Simon. Simon yeah, Pegg Simon Pegg, he did it. great. Yeah, yeah. I, it's it's always one of those things where it's like I'd actually like to listen back to the old shows like before Age of Resistance and just because I just want to know like what I you know if I but I was pretty certain yeah at the time we were like yeah you know he's he's going to be the Chamberlain but yeah yeah because when you think of Mark Hamill and you know what an iconic voice actor he is you know, set aside all the Star Wars stuff, obviously, but even if you don't think about Star Wars, Mark Hamill is just one of the top voice actors and character actors. And so you would have thought that he would get the, the Skeksis that we think of as more of a main character. And honestly, though, Simon Pegg matches the original voice of the Chamberlain so much more then Mark Hamill matches the original voice of the of the scientist. They're totally different because he's still Mark Hamill. You yeah. know, like, yeah, you can as, you sound yeah, 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 yeah. Not not a diss on Mark Hamill at all. Like he's a great voice actor, but you pretty much always know when it's him. Like you could tell when it's him. 
and I understand now why uh, why maybe having him be the voice of the Chamberlain would not have been the best idea because it would have maybe been distracting to know that he was Mark Hamill because it's kind of impossible for him to not sound like himself. Yeah, and the, and you know with the Chamberlain, you know he had a much you know he has a really big role in the show, and whereas you, you know, forget he's Simon yeah. Pegg, you straight up oh yeah you do yeah that yeah that's Simon Pegg yeah and you can't really do that with Mark no. Hamill no. At least I can't. I love just... Him eating the lock, the lock yeah. snake. Such a cool design. The really yeah. cool um, creature. And that was like one of the things like, um, you probably won't see it here, but maybe later on, you know, you see the, um, the Skeksis tongues are like digital in some yeah, places. Yeah. Pretty flappy. They can be a little distracting. I will admit that it's, I, I feel like they did go a little overboard with the tongue flapping. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But not so much that it, you know, I, I wasn't flipping any tables over. Oh, no, anything. no. <laughs> Just, if you're going to nitpick, yeah. if you're going to nitpick any little tiny detail to be... Yeah, and then like, yeah, like when Jamie and I, when we met Louis, and I think that was the one thing, he, he showed us a little clip, and, you know, he's like, oh, did you notice anything different, you know, about it? And, and actually, I, I, I was the one, I think I was like, oh, wait, I'm like just thinking about it i'm like oh it's it's the skeksis tongue isn't it and he played it back and i'm like yeah it was and um so but like i thought oh that was a pretty neat just a, just a neat addition you know just you know just trying to add more a bit more life to the um to the characters you know when it's needed i think yeah yeah i definitely think it was a, it was a good choice there's just certain moments where i feel like there's a little too much emphasis on it a lot of a lot of tongue waggling but not so much that it made the show any less wonderful. No, of no, no, no. <laughs> I can see the luck snake in your teeth. <laughs> Speaking of uh, Simon Pegg, I was just thinking about it today. Um, other writers and directors that I would love to see involved in a Dark Crystal project. Um, but Edgar Wright would be amazing in a partnership with uh, with Henson. Even if it wasn't Dark Crystal, I just feel like Edgar Wright has such a great, um, he's such a good visionary in terms of like details. Oh, because definitely. If you, yeah, think, yeah. if you think about like Shaun of the Dead and and Hot, oh, Hot Fuzz, Hot Fuzz like, on the especially surface, Hot Fuzz, yeah, they seem like just sort of like irreverent comedies on the surface. It's like what Netflix would categorize them as, but they're not irreverent comedies. They are so highly detailed, and there's so much little stuff that like you have to rewatch them over and over to like find all the little details and clues and things that tie them together, and just like so a mind like that, and even his um like baby driver is magnificent like i edgar wright is i haven't seen um you haven't seen soho yet oh, okay really you'll enjoy that i reckon it. yeah i mean because you know we got um, uh, brea isn't it and yeah. uh, taylor joy so no you have yeah. to yeah it, it's definitely yeah if you get a chance yeah it's, it's worth i really watch. want to it's good it's, it's, it's definitely good. on my list yeah um but yeah i just think edgar wright would be the, the type of visionary he is would work so well with a henson property especially something like dark crystal where there's so much to play with and so many little like easter eggs he could plant all over the place he's perfect for that so i hope that um simon Pegg you know gives gives edgar a little nudge He's like hey. yeah <laughs> and maybe nick frost could be one of the um voice one of the skeksis <laughs> yeah i also always wonder if nick frost is a cousin of mine in some capacity oh okay yeah <laughs> trace trace our family trees and see if we're related all <laughs> oh, right yeah 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 i wouldn't hate that yeah. no not at all no <laughs> the man is hilarious yeah i, 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 I love like, that serious yeah too. 
and I and I love that um that running shot, you know, when he was jumping out of the, the castle. And the swimming. Oh no! The yeah. first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh crap! That Gelfling is swimming." Swimming, How I know. Do yeah. That? Yeah. Because I think it was like one of the things they, you know, to to avoid with puppets, you know, don't put them in water because they can they just get destroyed in seconds. Obviously, that was like you know green screen or whatever, but they did the motion, you know. The, made yeah, it look and the, like the a, way you know, they legit swimming, the yeah. fabric and the hair and everything, the way yeah. that it like whooshed around, and the wind and yeah, beautiful, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's innocence about the the sun, yeah. Of fire in the sky. <laughs> what if what if they fall? Like, oh, uh, uh, I know. You pure little cinnamon roll. <laughs> Love help, help, help helping out. Their friendship. Yeah already so amazing follow the brightest star to hurrah <laughs> no 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 you poor summer yeah. child <laughs> <laughs> yotsa bright moon otsa bright star amazing the fact that she like the reason why hub loves deet so much has to be because she doesn't question like, yes, you're a paladin. You are already a paladin in my eyes. You're a hero. That's not a spoon. It's a sword. I fully support you. Like, right off the bat. Like, she doesn't question it whatsoever. And he's like, oh, at last I feel seen. Like, this is yeah. someone who will never make fun of me. <laughs> yeah. All <laughs> oh, these sassy blondies. So many pretty braids. just times like this where it's just like you just marvel at just the attention to detail and it's like wow mm -hmm. you know look at this set that throne is the wing details in it it really they did such a good job with the set design showing you just about everything you need to know about the culture of each clan like like i was talking about before with the with the seafin tents like it shows you all the inspiration of the different cultures it shows you so much about the Seafin culture and then same thing for Evaporin, like the shapes of everything, the color palette, the the textures, that that sort of stained glass, like we are proud of our beautiful gossamer wings that look like, you know, opal and all of our lavenders and our icy tones and like you don't even need to see a puppet yet to know, like, I see what these ones are about. Oh, poor Brea. Yeah. Off to the order of lesser services. And the jingly jingly hat. Yep. Meanwhile, at the castle of the crystal. Always keeping it. Always like doing that voiceover. Meanwhile, at the castle of the crystal. <laughs> I think um, it's really cool how if you like pause it and look at the, the landscape around the castle of the crystal, how we think back to the the two times that we see the landscape around the crystal um, around the castle in the movie and we see it looking super desolate and you know all apocalyptic and then we see it at the end when everything's fully restored and at its full life and now in age of resistance we're seeing a transition in between the two yeah 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 with the end being green and good yeah we're seeing like what it looked like at the end of the movie starting to turn into what it looks like at the beginning of the movie. 
Yeah. He's plotting. It's the Chamberlain's fought. Plotting yep. Skeksis all out for themselves. Then we'll be ready for Chamberlain's jumping at the chance to the punish Chamberlain each will other. Chamberlain do his um, stage act very shortly. Mm-hmm. They're just, like, so ready to punish each other. They love, like, they just revel in causing pain. <laughs> like, even yeah. if it's one of their it's, own, it, they're yeah. just like, it's punish, just, it's just their punish. Jam, you know? <laughs> They're um, they're very metal in that way. <laughs> Flog me, scold me. <laughs> Riddled with shame, such the shame. fact that he's yeah. literally playing them the same way that he plays the Gelfling, like he's doing the same like manipulation tactics. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Please to make the peace. Emperor. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. Such cojones on this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And again, the set design that tells you everything you need to know about the characters who live there. Those thrones. Yeah. And so it's so weird just like, you know, watching the Dark Crystal. I tried to watch it um, recently and just how um, brown and, you know, muted the colors are like. Like, like the colors are, you know, yeah, they're very dark and whatnot, but, you know, there is uh, such a transition that happens, you know, where it was like 20 trying later where the building is just in deep decay. <laughs> yeah. What was, um, what was the, the word that we learned about the, the style, this Gex is like the design of the clothes and the architecture and stuff. Cause we, they, we used it, um, when we were talking about the regalia that Celadon later puts on when she's trying to look like a Skeksis. Yes, that was gothic, like, yes. The, yeah, the garthic. gothic. Yeah, not gothic, yes. but garthic. Yes. Um, super interesting. Time to punish. Yep. Prepare the scientist. I feel like Keegan was a really interesting choice for the ritual master. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of divided. Like I know a lot of people, I mean, not a lot, but you know, enough yeah. people who yes, yeah. are complaining fans <laughs> mentioned that, you know, they didn't like the choice because they didn't think he sounded enough, like the very deep bellowing voice that the ritual master has. Yeah. In the an original film. Like, yeah. He's yeah. No, wait, like, stop. You can't. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, <laughs> that, yeah. that voice is so like iconic you know, compared to the other ones, it's just like he stands out because it's so like, whoa, um, Chamberlain. It's very, very rich and deep. And I feel like Keegan did a, a actually pretty good job of yeah. replicating uh, that very like decent, a younger yeah, version yeah, of it. Yeah. He's younger. He's like, you know, he's got, yeah, got and, some experience it, to have yeah, still. And, and I think, you know, a, a lot happens to them in regards to age, you know, between age resistance and the film even though it's like very short time you know it's kind of weird it's like you know this is you know they've been themselves for about 980 trine and then but then it's like the last 20 trine you know they just yeah they they struggle in and even it's even funny you know with them like struggling to walk um which back then you could say oh yeah it's just you know yeah it's you know puppeteers it could be a bit challenging but 
but at the same time it's like well that's just the way they were you know you know in the in the film compared to the show where they're able to move about and you know move freely and all that stuff yeah i love like i should dream fast with him no don't do that and the fact that they like so quickly the chamberlain's like it's because he's sick you don't want to catch it and Ordon immediately buys it like totally that makes perfect sense because that's why he's been acting the way that he's been acting because he's not well like uh playing right into their game this poor guy you know like he loves his son so much and he's like feeling all of the regret right now of like not having done a good enough job Ugh. Mark Strong also was just, like, an awesome choice. <laughs> Their little oh, dances. Cheering. I just yeah. imagine how fun that must have been as a puppeteer to make the Skeksis, like, dance around. <laughs> dance around, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got the musicians back at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because I don't, I don't believe we see the Skeksis dance at all in the original movie. No, there wasn't a whole lot of no. dancing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I just that's one of the things that I always imagine. What would Jim Henson think if he could see see them dancing? These yeah, I know. I, he, I, I, he would have loved it. I reckon. I mean, his favorite scene was the banquet. Um, that was you know in the original film. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things. Uh, just going back to Olga's observatory, like. Like, I understand why, you know, I mean, you know, they didn't do like a full on set for it because it's like, well, they only had it for episode two and that was it. Um, but still, they did a great job. And I mean, yeah, hope that they will um, go back to, you know, where they see it, you know, see more Dark Crystal. Um, that they go back to Olga's Observatory. It'd be pretty neat. Well, plus, again, we're seeing Agra at a totally different stage in her life. And everything she goes through between now and the movie, like, you look at this scene and then go back to the scene that we're talking about in Dark Crystal Minute right now, where we're essentially in this same setting, um, but in the movie. And it's so much more cluttered, lived in, there's more stuff everywhere. You can see that um, everything's kind of in disarray she's been living amongst herself for all this time um sort of in exile almost um so it's just it's interesting to compare the two and it makes sense that it wouldn't look identical it's she's just she's not the same as she is in the movie no she no can't be. no well that's the thing like in the movie i just think she loses her mind you know quite a bit after whatever happens you know so well, yeah she's riddled with guilt and responsibility yeah. and yeah. knowledge knowledge is a heavy heavy thing to carry he's so blue compared to all the other skexies and th this actually was um <laughs> this was actually again you know when we met louis um jamie and i yeah this was actually one of the scenes he showed us um oh man that's a big yeah, one yeah 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 um it was actually because i was actually thinking back then like um i think he um the story was you know because you know of course i couldn't say too much but his sort of explanation to us was like you know 
the you know the reason the Skeksy you know with Skektech you know he's doing the Peeper Beat or whatever is because you know he helped Augra with something or Augra helped him or something like, it was something like that you know that yeah uh, it didn't tell you too much no 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 which you know of course wasn't the case you know <laughs> in the context but I think you know just in case if we leaked it but not that we would have but you know it's just he had to come up with something, I think, yeah. He had to give um, you a little misdirect. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I wasn't too fussed anyways, it's like, uh, you know, it's like... Uh, what kind of creature do you think this thing is made out of? Because that's clearly a skeleton. Yeah. That that cage is like, that's made of bones. I would love to yeah, see what, 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 uh, what bones, animal that bone, used to be. Yeah. So messed up. Uh, oh, yeah. Evil little eyeball shrimp. Oh. It was like It'll a shrimp and a scorpion soon. and a praying mantis. Yeah. And uh, uh, and the sound effects, I know. like going black yeah. and just hearing the sounds of the eyeball crunch, yeah. right? Now. Oh. Crunching, squishing. Because <laughs> I think they were, they were going to push that scene a lot more, weren't they, originally, I think? Like, I mean, more. yeah, they could have for sure, yeah. but, but just, at the same yeah. time, it's, it's so a, you, effective. Yeah. I know, to you don't have need it. to. Have it black, yeah. sound effects. Well, because you know if you think here. about it, yeah. if you're getting your eyeball eaten by the peeper beetle, like mm. we're we're getting that experience that the scientist is getting, where everything goes black, but you hear the sounds, and that's terrifying. Yeah, that's pretty terrifying. You don't <laughs> yeah. need to see it to know that that's no, horrible. No, absolutely <laughs> like, not. The sounds are worse, honestly. Yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. So there's episode. I know two, that's episode two. Attack of the peeper beetle. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Oh yeah, so yeah, and well, the episode called "Nothing Is Simple Anymore." Um, yeah, so I, I think we'll we'll wrap it up. But yeah, I mean, again, you know, always enjoy doing these um, audio commentaries, and you know, if you like us to do more, you know, let us know, and we'll play end up keep doing more of them. Um, you know, get every... some guests on. That'd be awesome to have. I would love to do this one again with Joe. Like that needs to happen. I know. I mean, we could we could just we can just do an episode two audio audio commentary all over again, with, but with Joe. <laughs> yeah this was just rehearsal oh yes yeah for <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah all right so yeah we'll, we'll wrap it up but again yeah thanks so much um yeah hope you enjoyed our um audio commentary for episode two of the dark crystal age of resistance um nothing is simple anymore i think it's actually the only audio commentary that there is of this show is just uh, <laughs> Just us job, right it was now. just us, yeah. So yeah, no, so that's no, all good. So no, again, thanks, and um, yeah, definitely um, stay tuned for more trial by stone. See you next time. If you'd like to get in contact with the show, you can do so at darkcrystalpodcast at gmail Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash darkcrystalpodcast. Follow us on Instagram at Dark Crystal Podcast and on Twitter at Dark Crystal Pod. Thank you all so much and stay tuned for the next episode of Trial by Stone.